Our Old Testament reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. On this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well-refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. And the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's psalm is Psalm 118, verses 14 through 17, and verses 22 through 24. We will read responsibly by whole verse. The Lord is my strength and my song, and has become my salvation. The voice of joy and deliverance is in the dwelling of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord brings mighty things to pass. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord brings mighty things to pass. I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. The same stone which the builders refused has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our New Testament reading today is from the book of Acts, chapter 10, verses 34 to 43. Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him up on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the anointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the first day of the week, early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. 
they found the stone and were waiting for the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them and did not come to And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. How was Mary Magdalene and Joanne and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tell, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what happened. The resurrection happened. It happened on this Easter morning, and a whole bunch of people today don't believe that it did. But the interesting thing is, there's another group of people that didn't believe that it did, and that was Jesus' disciples. And he had told them, in every single gospel, he had told them multiple times before he died, I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going to be killed, then I'm going to rise from the dead. He said this to them. And still they didn't believe that it would happen. So if you are here today, and you simply don't believe that these things happened, you're actually in very good company. There's a tradition in some churches, not, not all Anglican churches, but, but in some of our Anglican churches, and actually in most of the Eastern Orthodox Church. Um, there's a tradition that the sermon at Easter that is read is the sermon, the, uh, the Paschal Sermon of St. John Chrysostom. St. John was the Archbishop of Constantinople in about the year 400, and so he wrote this sometime at the late 4th century, early 5th century, and he was such an incredible preacher that we only know him today by his nickname, because Christostom is not his last name. Christostom is his nickname, and it means golden-mouthed, because he was such an eloquent and passionate and persuasive preacher. And so every Easter, I like to read aloud the Paschal, the Paschal homily of St. John the Golden Mouth. You'll hear a few times in our liturgy today, I've just said it a couple times, the word Paschal. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it's the original term for what Easter is. It's the, in the Greek or in the Latin, the word Pascha is what Easter was called. And that word simply means Passover. It means Passover because the church has historically always seen the resurrection of Jesus as the true and final Passover, the sort of end fulfillment of the original Passover from the Old Testament. If you're familiar with that passage in Exodus, if you think about it, in Exodus, the people of God were in slavery and bondage in Egypt. They were, and God visited them and told them that he was going to protect them from death, that he was going to rescue them into new life because they were going to be covered with this blood of a spotless lamb that they had smeared on the lintel and on the doorposts of their houses, marking everyone inside that house as God's people as part of his covenant family. At the death and resurrection of Jesus, the people of God are protected from death and rescued by God into new life because they are covered with the blood of the spotless Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 
and all who put their trust in Christ and commit their lives to follow him are marked as one of God's people, as part of this new covenant family, as part of a resurrection community. And so, this is the Paschal homily, or the Easter homily, of St. John Chrysostom. And before I start, I will say one thing. You guys have a part to play in this too. Um, Because at the resurrection, one of the things that we believe at the resurrection is that Christ actually defeated death, that he put death to death and trampled hell and Satan under his feet. And so, one of the points that this sermon makes is that, is that Satan and the demons and hell itself was furious at the resurrection. And so the word that's used is that they were embittered. It's become a tradition in the church over the centuries that every time when someone's preaching this sermon, every time the preacher says the word embittered, the congregation yells back, embittered. Let's try it right now. They were embittered. Excellent. This is the Paschal homily of St. John Chrysostom. If anyone is a devout lover of God, let him partake with gladness from this fair and radiant feast. If anyone is a faithful servant, let him enter rejoicing into this day of joy in the Lord. If anyone has wearied herself with fasting, let her now enjoy her reward. If any have labored from the first hour, let them today receive their rightful due. If any have come at the third hour, let them celebrate this feast with gladness. If any have come at the sixth hour, let them not hesitate, but instead draw near. And if anyone has delayed until the ninth hour, let them come. And if people have arrived at only the eleventh hour, Let them not be afraid because they have come so late. For our master is generous. And he accepts the the last, even as he accepts the first. He gives rest to those who come at the eleventh hour in the same way that he gives rest to those who have labored from the first hour. He accepts all their deeds and he commends all their intentions. And so all of you enter, therefore, into the joy of our Lord, first and last alike, Achieve, receive your reward. Rich and poor, dance together in joy. You who have fasted and you who have not fasted, rejoice together because this table is fully laden. Let all come. The calf is fattened. Let no one go away hungry. If none lament their poverty, let none lament their poverty for the universal kingdom of God has been revealed. Let none bewail their transgressions and sins, for the light of forgiveness has risen from the tomb. And let none fear death, for death of the Savior has set us free. He has destroyed death by undergoing death. By descending into hell, he took hell captive. He embittered it when it tasted of his flesh. Hell was embittered when he showed up. And Isaiah, Isaiah foretold this when he cried out. Hell, he said, hell itself was embittered when it encountered Christ in its lower regions. It was embittered because it was brought to nothing. Hell was embittered 
because it was now mocked. It was embittered because it was slain. Hell was embittered because it was overthrown. Satan was embittered because it was to be put in chains. What happened today is that hell received a body. And in receiving that body, it met God face to face. It received the stuff of the earth and it encountered heaven. It received that which was seen and then it crumbled before the unseen. O oh, death, where is your sting? O oh, hell, where is your victory? Christ is risen. And you, O oh, death, are annihilated. Christ is risen. And the demons themselves are cast down. Christ is risen and let all the angels rejoice. Christ is risen. And not one dead will remain in the grave. Christ is risen and the tomb is emptied of its dead because Christ, having been risen from the dead, has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. To the risen Christ be the glory and the power now forever from ages to ages. Amen.